Hey guys, well welcome to another episode of This Is What Blind Looks Like. Uh, so, you've got myself and Kimberly, as always, and we have a special guest as usual. Today, for this episode, we have Richard Bennett, and Kimberly has told us a little bit about him when she talked about Dungeons and Dragons and how it has been made accessible for the blind to play it. And Richard has definitely had some involvement there as he does have his podcast pertaining to that, Knights of the Braille. He also has another podcast pertaining to blindness. And we are very happy to have Richard with us here today. I'm going to let Kimberly um, take it from here and introduce Richard to us since he is her guest. Thank you, Angie. We decided to have Richard on this month since it's spooky October and Richard is an avid Dungeons and Dragons gamer and horror fan and horror movie and um like spooky stuff just like me like the Hollywood Holly Halloween season and uh so Richard um how are you doing today? Ah, well, as we say down here in the South, I'm finding frogs hair split three ways. <laughs> That's or good. If I, if I was any better, I'd have to, they'd be two of myself. <laughs> if you can't tell Richard's from the South, where are you from, Richard? I'm from Canada. Thank you very much. <laughs> not, not really. Hey? <laughs> I'm, I'm, Canada, I'm from South hey? Canada. Hey? <laughs> But uh, I'm from deep South Georgia, near the Florida state line. Okay. Yeah. So let's start out by you telling us a little bit about yourself. You have a unique situation about how you became blind. You weren't born with an eye condition. Can you tell us a little bit about um, how you became blind? Sure. Uh, how little do you want? I mean, I've I've given my testimony because I also do like a religious or a Christian podcast. Um, the shortest I've ever given my testimony is an hour. Oh, wow. Uh, but I, I can break it down um, really simple. Senior in high school, car wreck, thrown out of car, lost sight. I mean, that's, you know... Being a smart butt, which I am, but I was a senior in high school and um, was just hanging out with some friends and was heading home, carrying them home. And I was going 35 miles an hour and oh. hit a pothole because Cook County, where I live at, is notorious for potholes and them patching them if they feel like it. But anyway, so my car went into the pothole and it was about two foot deep is what I was told. And it basically caused the front right tire to explode and then rip out the front end of the car. And it threw me into like railings on a bridge, which caused the airbags to come out. And at the time I was a senior and I weighed 305 pounds. Wow. Well, your airbag comes out at 300, 300 pounds of pressure, basically. Or 300 miles an hour. Well, where my face was, the impact zone 
with about 600 miles or 600 pounds of pressure. So it, um, it, it knocked out my left eye completely, destroyed the left side of my face. It's metal underneath the skin. And I was thrown out into the woods and remained in the hospital for around a month and a half. Um, my face, just my face is worth, uh, half of it's worth $500,000. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and there's a lot more I could get into, uh, with that. I have scars. Um, I have one that runs from ear to ear over the top of my head where they basically pulled down my face and used a medical vacuum to suck out the mush bone that was there and put titanium plates back in. Wow. Yeah. So I like to say, you know, I'm kind of like the, uh, if my face altogether is worth like a million, the rest of my body must be worth like a ton. But then I'll get somebody <laughs> that says, well, that's where all the money was spent. The rest of your body is like on the dollar menu at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that, and, that's a short, first... snippy version of it, but... um. Yeah, there's a lot more that can get into it. Wow. All right. Well, well, I mean, I'm yeah. glad that you're still here with us. You know, that's the important part. You know? Mm-hmm. That, that depends on who you ask there, too. You know? <laughs> and you're completely blind. Yes. Um. Well, I say completely. I can see light and dark. And occasionally okay. I can see some shapes and colors. But, I mean, it's very rare that I see the shapes. Um, but you know, it, you might as well say, yeah, I'm totally blind. Wow. Oh, I, don't I, think you want, okay. I don't think you want me getting in, into a car and, and driving to see y'all or anything. No. I don't think I'd make it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like I said, very unique story. I'm really sorry that happened and that's gotta be hard, um, to process and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, we're, we're glad you, you're here and, uh, and everything. So. I appreciate that. Yeah. I like a little kissing up every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Makes me feel good. (laughs) I think we all, (laughs) we all definitely enjoy that. Um, for sure. You know, a little kissing up don't hurt nobody. Not at all. So. All right. Um, well, that's awesome. Can you tell us a bit about your um, podcasts? Um, um, yeah, uh, not a problem. Um, Jim and I used to do the Knights of the Rail podcast, and then he had to step away from Knights for a while. And I told him that, you know, Jesse and I would take over the podcast, and we did for about a year. But honestly, there's not a lot going on with Knights of the Rail other than, you know, people playing games weekly or monthly, whatever they choose to do. But so we really hit a wall of like what to do. Um, Mm -hmm. So we stopped recording there for a little while. And then I started running a, uh, a new game. And what we're doing there is I'm hosting like a game show for the podcast. And the players are giving me the game review, the session review in their own character's point of view. Mm-hmm. So something oh. a little different, something for us to do. Um, and they last 20, 30 minutes max. Okay. Um, and it gets them involved and put something up there. Uh, 
the other podcasts that I do is I do one called the 620 Life Podcast. You can find it at www.620lifepodcast.com. And it's a religious or Christian podcast. And there I, you know, right now I'm going through like the spiritual weapons and the spiritual armor and Mm -hmm. things like that, you know, digging fairly deep into it, but at the same time wanting to stay light enough that anybody can understand it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do that. It comes out usually every Wednesday. Um, I haven't had internet for the past week, so... Yeah, it, it didn't come out this Wednesday for the technical reasons. Because, you know, it's kind of hard to do research when you don't have the internet. Um, yep. And the other podcast that I do with Jesse is called The Unseen Critics. And that's, you know, theunseencritics.com to find their blog and webpage. And what okay. we do there is we criticize everything. I mean, he tries to criticize me. I criticize him. We pick movies and or TV shows and just go over, you know, and criticize it from a blind perspective, like oh, nice. the audio description and those that don't have audio description. And right now, um, since we're both horror fans, we're doing a scare cup challenge, which we pick a, like a horror villain, like say Dracula, Michael Myers. And we argue to see who is better to pass on, you know, to make it to the next round to eventually determine our scare cup winner. Oh, oh, that's awesome. It is. It's a lot of fun. Um, and we also, well, I'm also doing a hundred movies, hundred scary movies that I've never seen, or it's been so long since I have seen. Mm-hmm. And whoo, let me tell you, I, I will not be doing that one again. <laughs> uh, Cause they had a lot of like real life stuff go on. So it's like, Ooh, and now I'm trying to catch up and, you would not believe the number of crappy movies out there, but then again, I found some good gems in there too. So next yeah, year will not, not a, be a hundred. I guarantee it. I'm not a it. horror movie uh, person. Um, I apologize for you. No, then. that's okay. I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> it's all right. Um, Let me guess. Romantic comedy. The most comedy? that I'll watch that's not really scary, but that's very like macabre, is like Tim Burton films. Ah, yeah. Um. In fact, I just watched the uh, Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Nice. Sweeney Todd. I couldn't think of the first part of it. Yeah, it I, I have yet to see Sweeney Todd. That's one I have not seen yet. But I, I've i seen, like, Beetlejuice, The Nightmare Before Christmas, yes. Edward Scissorhands. Um, All good movies. Corpse Bride. Yeah. Any, like... Um, you know, I just love the the dark aspect of his films and how he produces them, so. Oh, yes. And they're all really good films. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm not so much into the slasher blood, guts, and gore. I'm more yeah. of a, like, a psychological thriller, something that oh, could actually like Silence happen. of the Lambs? Yes. In fact, I just watched that last night. Oh, my God. It's so funny that oh. I, I bring it up because... Uh, my mom really likes uh, Anthony Hopkins, and so yes, um, you know she was like, "Oh yeah, I've seen Silence of the Lambs." I'm like, "Mom, you actually like Silence of the Lambs?" She's like, "Yeah, it's a good movie," and I'm like, "That's where I kind of get my dark side from because my mom mm-hmm. was the first person to introduce me to Beetlejuice when I was a child." Well, see here, 
Mama, um, the movie came out in like 1990, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, that means I was like seven years old. And I mean, Mama let me watch this stuff. So right. I asked her yesterday, I said, why did you let me watch this? She said, because <laughs> you wanted to. I'm like, thank you so much. You know, I, I prefer the psychological terror because that stuff that can really happen is a whole lot scarier than stabbing somebody or slicing yeah, somebody right. in blood. Yeah. Right. I love the Conjuring Universe ones. Yes. Um, I cannot wait to see The Nun 2. I, oh, I is that coming of, out? Oh, it's out. It's been out for since September the 8th. Oh, really? Okay. Um, what's it what's it on? What platform? Movie theater. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. It hasn't it hasn't started streaming yet that I've heard of. But oh, um, th- those are awesome. just awesome movies. They are. They're freaky. A lot of people don't like like Annabelle and in, in dolls and stuff i don't mind but they're basically uh taken from real life events but i wonder it makes me wonder how much hollywood is in it though uh you can take probably 60 to 70 percent of that being hollywood not saying that demonic possession which is real by the way Mm-hmm. Not saying it can't happen and doesn't happen because I mean they're proof of it. Yeah, you know, and um, but the, Hollywood, which is uh, Hollywood, gets on my nerves. But they, I think it'd be a lot scarier if they were to do the actual like true story and true events. Mm-hmm. But I understand they want to make money, and the more jump scares and pizzazz and effects they can put in it, the more people will like it. Right. See what what terrifies me more is like the actual real footage. Like we're fixing to go in and fight this doll. You know that scares me more than anything else. Yeah, I honestly, even though I'm not a big like scary like like horror like horror film person, I've always kind of been interested in like demons and how it all works like how it happens that that somebody or or something gets possessed by an entity and yeah the and how you know how uh they go through like exorcism and and all that like I don't know why and it, it it you know now that you mention it it is true because it's scary I bring the worst you know out I mean? everybody it's it's still scary um but I've always been very interested in those, in those things, like how they happen and 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 why and and how um how do people get um the you know the, the yeah get, get possessed and and yeah. how and how exorcism works and 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 how does uh how do they get demons out of them or to leave their body? How do they get the entity to leave their body? You know what I mean? Like that's oh, yeah. always been interesting, interesting to me. Um, just, you know, cause you, you read books, see movies about them. And obviously like, if, oh, yes. um, if you go to church, you know, I, I, I grew up Christian. I don't, um, I don't practice it much anymore, but, um, right. 
rarely do I, but, you know, you, 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 you hear about these things, you know, and, and you hear about, like, you know, witchcraft and all these things, and it's just, like, that kind of interests me a little bit, like, how people get involved, you know, or, like, I used to hear stories about the Ouija boards and, and, and things like that, and I've always just refused to even touch one because of what the stories I've heard, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, being a Christian, I mean, I've, I've studied a little bit of it. I haven't studied a lot because there's way too much. But one of the easiest ways for them to come in and possess you is by a Ouija board because yeah. you're opening yourself up to spirits. There's good spirits, don't get me wrong, but right, right. There's, and I, there's bad ones, too. Right, right. And I I believe in spirits. I believe in, like, the spiritual world. Um, and I I truly believe in, like, reincarnation and stuff like that. And, you know, like, I with my dogs, um, my guide dog right now, I truly do think that my first dog came back to me because a lot of like the way he acts or a lot of things he does even though they're different breeds she used right. to do them and I know she came back to me as my guide dog which is really weird like but you know because she I was only my pet that, but I I truly I truly believe in that and um, I've heard stories of that happening with dogs, too. Oh, and I, I believe that dogs can sense spirits. Well, it's because yes. they, have, they have no barriers. Dogs don't, cats don't, most animals don't. You know, yep. it's us who have the barriers. Yeah. You know, I don't. I think kids can probably see it too because they haven't lived. Yeah. Long oh, oh, yeah. To put I, up I've heard. Barriers. I've heard stories of kids seeing babies seeing and stuff. Kids. Babies and kids. Yeah. yeah. And I've mm-hmm. I've heard of like I've heard of stories where like kids would talk about living in a past life or or how they would say oh I'm friends with a, a man or or a woman and they talk to me and 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 they you know you know give me I don't know a cookie or or or, or cook something that was like relevant to their you know to their life you know what I mean so it's right. just like mm-hmm. I. I, I completely, uh, um, I, I believe that, you know, it's, it's crazy. Um, it is. Or like one of my, one of my friends, uh, I think she was doing a research paper or something. Don't remember. I think it might've been on ghosts or something. And, 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 and she showed me these videos of dogs reacting to ghosts, either barking yeah. or hiding because they're scared or, Mm-hmm. You know, or, or, or acting some sort of way because they sense something there. and Or, like, barking at just nothing. Nothing, yeah. And, you know, my first dog, when I would, when we would go outside at night, she would do that. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. night blind, and I, I cannot see in the dark. And so she would bark. And, you know, I'd be like, but there's nothing there. You know what I mean? Like, and you got goosebumps immediately yeah, too, didn't you? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Or sometimes well, me... my guide dog, when I take him out, he'll kind of like look. I know because the way the way his body is shifting. Uh-huh. And I know he's looking yep. at something. And I, I'm just like, well, I obviously can't see what you're seeing. And I can't see at all because I'm night blind. 
So, right. I, I, you know, it kind of freaks me out a little bit. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, we have that in common. I'm not blind, but I'm also day blind, too. So, <laughs> <you know. laughs> But um, speaking of stuff, I, I do actually have a story about that. I, if y'all want to hear it. Go um, ahead. Yeah. yeah. Um, I cruise a lot, as I'm sure Kimberly knows. Mm-hmm. And the past two times that I've cruised, me and the buddy that I cruise with did a paranormal ghost hunting tour. Uh, and he means cruising as in, like, cruise ship cruising. Right, right. Yeah, like going right. to the No, 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 I know. Yeah. I know. I know. Well, I didn't think she thought I was driving. No, 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 no. <laughs> I know that when you make cruising that you were on a cruise ship. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, we did the paranormal ghost tours in St. Augustine, which is one of the most haunted cities in America. Yeah. Uh, we... And the first one we went to the fortress. I mean, we heard a few things. Um, uh, he had this box. I think it's called a spirit box. But none of them there knew that my nickname is Bean. Well, a voice came across that spirit box and said, Bean. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. N- nobody there knew my nickname. That was really cool. Um I think we got the recordings of them, but this past time, and we also went to the lighthouse there the first time and this time too, where three of the lighthouse guardians used to play on a rail car and they would slam on the brakes right there at the end and jump out. But the last time that they did it, the brakes did not stop it and they went over and were killed. Wow. Oh my God. Um, We've heard their voices. People have actually seen them walking. Uh, oh my god! There. Oh, but wow. this past time, which was the coolest yet creepiest, creepiest one I've done, is we went to a, as it was described to us, a predominantly black cemetery. Mm-hmm. Um, that had some slaves' graves in it. it. Had some that were born into slavery in Aww. it, and and things like that. I mean. Back in the day, you know, they had segregation and, and, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But um, we were sitting there and Cody walked off and he was getting stuff. And I was talking to the guy, you know, trying to, you know, see what we could hear. And then all of a sudden, I mean, I'm not diabetic or anything like that, but I got so weak. My shirt got soaked. I was sweating and clammy and could not concentrate. And nearby passed out and fell over the side wall. And according to Cody and the guy that ran the um, tour or whatever for us, he said they were using you as a battery to to charge themselves so that they could light up this light, they could talk to the spirit box and talk to all wow. of us. Wow. And I told uh, Cody, I was like, oh, that was nice doing that. <clears throat> Never doing another one. <laughs> um you go right ahead, just drop me by an all-you-can-eat buffet, and I'll be good, you know? Wow, that is <laughs> insane. It, 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 I mean, I wasn't scared, because I know where I'm going, and I know who's in control, but, you know, but to have that, that feeling, there's nothing that you can do. I mean, you don't want to move, yeah. you don't want to, and it's like, you know, y'all can come and talk and all that, but how about <laughs> you leave this big old battery alone? Right. You know? <laughs> That's, wow. Kind of creepy, but cool at the same time. I've always wanted to go on ghost tours. 
Or stay at a haunted hotel. I think that'd be really cool. See, I want to go stay at the Amityville house. I would absolutely love that. Oh. Nice. I'll, I'll take that pig and make some bacon. You know, we'll have scrambled <laughs> eggs and bacon the next morning. <laughs> but I, I just enjoy doing stuff like that because it's, you know, it's like we've all said, it's so intriguing and so, you know, like, I want to know more about it. Well, that was up until I got, you know, touched and used <laughs> as a, like, Duracell or or Everlasting Battery or something. Wow. You're like, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'll, I'll stay in the room and read my book. Yeah, I and ain't got to eat. Yeah. Do they do they tell you whether whether that those tours are real or not? Um, there's always that disclaimer, you know. But this guy works with a a company that I know does Gettysburg, Gettysburg, you know, and other stuff like that up in Pennsylvania. Um, and he brings all of his equipment. And he says we may get something, we may not. Now, the first time we went, we got a little something, you know, depending on the place you go and the interference with, like, the crowds being there. But this last time, there was no crowds because Cody and I left, like, a day early because we wanted to do it when there was no, you know, crowds. Mm -hmm. And what we got with no crowds totally demolished the first one that we did. I mean, it was so much more activity. It's just, it's creepy but cool. I bet. So, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go on. No, that, that was all I was going to say. Oh, um, so I know someone, and I hope I'm telling this story right. They have a friend who has a descendant who was Sarah. I think her name is, last name was Park or something like that. She was um, basically accused of witchcraft back in the 1600s and he wanted a um a sorry my phone's talking to me um it's okay jesse i'm I'm sorry i mean kimberly (laughs) um he wanted like a picture of the grave because it was on a ghost tour of a of a graveyard Mm-hmm. And so this person, um, they were with this other person and they were on this ghost tour and the tour guide said, do not stray off the path, stay on the path and don't go into the, you know, by the graves and stuff. And the person they were with turned around and um, that person who was asked to get the picture was off the path, just walking through the graveyard. And so they went after them and it was like that person was like, not possessed, but like being controlled. And when they snapped out of it, when the person went after them and was like, you know, uh, what are you doing? They snapped out of it and right where they were was the grave that they needed to get the picture of. Wow. I said that that's pretty cool. Um the risk with the doing the paranormal tour, the ghost tour stuff, is you know, we've talked about possession, which is a true thing. That's something that you really have to be careful about, which I think is what unnerved me about them using me as a battery. You know, because 
you see stories of this everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. look at the Conjuring franchise. You know, yeah. I mean, and that's just like Hollywood's version. But they actually have a channel. Um, Ed and Laura, Laura, Lauren. Oh, Lorraine. Yeah. Yeah, Lorraine. Um, I'm horrible with names. Uh, but they have a YouTube channel. Um, where they do like actual tours, like of their of the room that Annabelle's in, and oh wow, uh, the yeah, oh, and that that creeped me out more than the actual movies did. Wow, cool! I wanna, I'm gonna check that out. So, yeah, uh, I'll shoot you, you the link. Okay, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the Conjuring franchise, Ed and Lorraine are, they were, um investigators paranormal investigators in like the 70s and 80s and stuff and Lorraine was a medium and Ed was her husband um I can't remember if he had any gifts or not but they would go and um exercise people and go to haunted places people would um word would get around that someone's house was you know, haunted or someone was being possessed, just stories like that. And they would go and investigate and she would try to get rid of whatever was going on. Well, if it was an item that was possessed, they have a house, they have a, a room in their house, in their basement with all the possessed items that they've collected from these investigations that are in like Annabelle, the doll, She's in a glass case because she's so dangerous and they have all these other items in that, in that room. And they have to once a week get a priest to bless all the items in that room, apparently. Wow. Because Mm -hmm. they're all so dangerous. That's crazy. And Annabelle is the most dangerous of them all. Wow. I have a question. I have so, an answer. Uh, Kimberly, when you were explaining <laughs> in your story about people not walking through the graves, why is that? Mm-hmm. I think it's just to not disturb them. Ah, uh, okay. I know that, like, in general, in cemeteries and stuff, they say for you to not, like, walk over. You can walk, like, by the gravestones, but not, like, over where they're buried Mm -hmm. because it like it's just a rule like of general it's respectful right yeah walk on them and i've talked to a couple like cemetery keepers you know graveyard keepers undertaker whatever um and we all know that there's old caskets out there Mm -hmm. you know but back before all the vaults and all that were put in in fact there's a cemetery near here that there's a couple of spots that if you step on it you're likely to go through all the way to the skeleton Damn. because oh, of, I didn't know you that. know yeah because a lot of them were wood so it's decayed and that dirt will fall and all the other oh. dirt could fall too or it could create like a little air bubble you know and oh. you could step on it and go all the way down mm-hmm. oh wow okay yeah, you have, I mean, have to be, like, really close to the gravestones if you're going to walk near them and not walk over, like, the quote-unquote mounds of the yep. people. Okay. 
Okay, so basically not stepping on the gravestone. Uh, Where they're buried. You can be by the gravestone, but not where they're buried. That makes sense. Okay. All right. Well, let's see how much time we've got here. We're at 32 minutes here, so... Okay, so we're good. Do we want to keep... Let's talk a little bit about Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, that sounds great. I'm good for as long as y'all are. All right. Tell us, Richard, about Dungeons and Dragons, like a little bit about the characters in the game. I know you play the game in person and then you do it on the Knights of Braille, but I know you explain there's a lot of different characters and like monsters and stuff. Like, explain kind of like the general rules in the game, if you can, kind of a synopsis. If you're able to kind of explain it in a little bit brief detail, I know it can be kind of (laughs) extensive as far as the rules and all the characters and stuff, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've spent a lot of money on it Um, because each book, like each adventure book and each source book is usually no less than $30. Um, I have, unless they've come out with a new one that I haven't heard about, I have all of the source books, um, which is crazy because I really don't play D&D anymore. I play um, this other system called Elemental, which I contacted the publisher, and they sent me a Word document of it, so it's accessible because PDFs suck. But anyway... um, so I can do like a generic tabletop thing. Uh, with either one of these systems, you can be pretty much anything you want to be. Um, you want to be a turtle? Okay. In fact, the group that I run on Tuesday nights, they're all turtles. Because I'm a Ninja Turtle fan, and I told them they were all going to be turtles. <laughs> um, there's uh, Hot Belly Pig Folk. There's um, like Elephant Men. You have all kinds of elves. Uh, you know, all the, pretty much you think of the race, you can create it. Uh, wow. And as far as like um, monsters, um, and there's so many. You have goblins, spiders, giant spiders, a terrasque, which is like a dinosaur on crack. You can have <laughs> dinosaurs, um, the alligator. I mean, Think about it. Demons, angels. Uh, one of my favorite things to do is to create the monsters. I uh, really did that a lot up until um, the first cruise that I went on this year because of real life stuff. But, you know, I, I made one that was like a mix between a crab and a goblin where like a shaman was, you know, trying to improve the goblin warrior race and gave them like the hard shell of a crab as well as the pictures instead of arms. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, uh, but you, you can do You think about it, you can do it. And if you can't, I can help you out. And other people are better at it than me, but it's, it's all in your imagination. Um, I collect the little miniatures. I don't use them. Uh, I use like Legos or theater of the mind to keep track of where everybody's at and locations. Um, that and I just love playing with Legos, even though I'm like 40 years old. It's just fun. Hey, Legos are universal and Lego Legos are for anybody. 
There you go. We're back. Okay. Like I was saying, um, you know, says three enough, and I'm definitely up. You know, I, I haven't been three years old in, in a long time. Mm-hmm. You're only three but, years old uh, once, but, you know, you exactly. can play with Now, some people say time. I act like I'm three. <laughs> they have lots of sets, though. Like, lots of people collect. Like the Spider-Man sets, or like the the helicopters, or like mm -hmm. the Hobbit and Harry yeah. Potter, and just oh, I have Star Wars. My cousin loves Legos yeah. to this day. He's like in his late twenties, and he will collect them. Like he's done, like they even have like flower sets, and like he's done that mm -hmm. with his fiance, and um, he loves Star Wars, so he gets the Star Wars sets, and now. Lego made of um the uh, Braille, um, the Braille Lego set. Yes, I've heard about that. Now they made it available to the public, and I'm definitely gonna get. A, I'm definitely getting a set. Ooh, Sweet. I'm interested in that. Yeah, I was sent that link. That's that seems really cool. Like, how is it Braille? Is um well, it's basically so that set was meant to teach children braille so it's got oh. the alphabet and it's got like the number symbols and like some punctuation symbols so i mean it's gonna be uncontracted braille um so that's basically what it's basically meant for now the reason okay. why i want the set is because i um i learned braille uh about three years ago um, and I'm still, like, I can read Braille, but I can't read it on paper, and I struggle with finger sensitivity, um, mm -hmm. because I learned it at a late, you know, at a later stage in my life as an adult. You know, I didn't learn it when I was three. I learned it when I was, right. like, 30, so, um, I can read Braille better on a display than I can on paper, but I don't have a display. <laughs> Um, I can understand that. My, That's why I just use technology. My VR is not wanting to get me a display. Um, so, I was just like, well, I thought to myself, well, the, 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 the Braille Lego set is being made available to the public. Mm -hmm. um, so, I'm going to definitely, I think it's, it, it was al it's already been released. Yeah, um, I haven't heard. Cool. Um, I told. I just I, heard about. I it. told my mom about that, and she's like, "That's awesome." She's like, "You know, she's like, we can get it for you for Christmas." I'm like, "Thanks." I wasn't like expecting that, and I didn't tell her. I didn't tell her. Um, with that incentive, yeah. I said right. it just as like a. I'm going to definitely get this for myself, you know, but she's like, oh, that could be a Christmas gift from us, you know, and I was just like, oh, exactly. thanks. I wasn't like, you know, it was something that I wasn't even like thinking you about implying. or implying it, you know, because I'm an adult, you know, like if I want something now, you know, you can just get it yourself, really. Um, exactly. You know, so um, that was very, very sweet. Um, and That's cool. I really, uh, hope to 
definitely helped my my um finger sensitivity um when it comes to braille with that because like I'm comfortable reading number signs I'm comfortable reading you know like room numbers I should say not number signs room numbers mm. um or like the elevator but if you gave me a book on paper like yeah that's hard that's gonna yeah. I'm gonna develop a lot like I'm gonna I'm gonna hate you because like I can't read braille unless it's double spaced Right. When oh, it's single spaced. That. I mean, I know Braille is meant to be single spaced when it's on paper, but right. it all just becomes gibberish to me, and I get very frustrated. Um, well, see, I just get taken off, you know? <laughs> so, I um, I really hope I can get a display so I can read on a display because it, I mean, that's what people do now. They read on a display. They're not carrying around, uh, I mean, I guess sometimes for short notes, right, you can carry around a slate and stylus with some paper, you know, some note paper. Yeah. But, you know, like some, uh, some note paper, some like note cards there. That's the word I was looking for. Note cards, you know, um, if, yeah. if you're that person that carries around a little slate with some note cards for you to write braille or whatever, I know some people who do that, but a lot of people now just carry a braille display or a braille note or, you know, a, a tiny braille display. You know what I mean? Like, that's um, what I've heard. So I, mean, I don't read it myself, but that's what I've heard. Mm -hmm. So it's just like braille is always going to be valuable. Braille is always going to be there. Braille is not dying. It's not dead. And it's never going to be dead because braille is a um it's not a language it is a uh reading medium so right. i mean blind people are still going to be reading things um and it's good for deaf blind people how else are they supposed to right yep like mm -hmm. i know of a deaf blind lawyer who carries her display with her and she also carries a wireless keyboard for the other person to type to her um, so that she can read and, you know, what yeah, people are saying really to her. That's really interesting. Um, so, and I've heard of people doing that at national conventions for people who are deafblind. Like, I once um, went to a meeting to meet up with a friend and he told me, he's like, hey, I can't talk. And he had a keyboard on his lap, and I I didn't ask him, but I knew I figured I figured it out myself. What he was doing was that he was typing what the presenter, the person who was presenting, was saying, so that the person who was deaf blind that he was typing for could read it and you know be able to to um, get. Um, like get what she could out of out of the out of, out of the presentation. Right. So, um, yeah. I mean, braille is always going to be useful. It's never going to go away. Um, so. So Richard, you were going to say something about earlier. You said you had a story. 
I had a story. Uh, was it about cruising? We're, we were uh, talking about uh, braille displays, or uh, what were we talking about? Um, were we talking about demons? No, it was like when we started to talk about braille, or the Legos. Was it the Legos? Something with the Legos or something? Okay. I'm not sure. He's like, I you're mean, confusing me. You you started yeah. to say speaking you know it's of that. Easy. It, you're like speaking of that and then okay, never mind. <laughs> Maybe that I had a, a Harry Potter set that I had bought. Oh. I'm not sure because you know how my mind is. It it's very easily confused and forgets more than I care to announce, but it may have been about bre- reading Braille. I have a lot of trouble with finger sensitivity as well because, I mean, I wasn't blind my whole life and I grew up on a farm working on it. So, I mean, I've oh. smashed my fingers, I've cut my fingers, you know, and touched hot metal. So, finger sensitivity is really bad. And if I need to do something where I can really feel it, you know, I put a little super glue like on the tips of my fingers like the pads so that I can feel stuff a little bit better because it will catch on it which ain't good for your skin but if you need it it works yeah that's why I that's part of the reason why I like um playing with silly putty um or anything that I can squeeze because I um since I didn't get to practice pre-braille exercises as a child or before learning braille and I never got to learn braille as a child, that's why right. I, I struggle with it so much. So I want to see yeah. if I can, I want to see if maybe mm-hmm. if I can get like a, 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 if I can find like a, a, a book or something or, or, or get something made with like different textures. Um, yeah. So that I can, That'd be awesome, because then I could definitely, like, just um, use that to help my fingers get that sensitivity that I need for Braille. Yeah, you exercise them. Yeah, because I... Be- Go ahead. Speaking Kimberly. of that, I have some Seedlings books that are print and Braille, but they have... The Braille is used with dimal tape, and so it's a little easier to read. It's not double-spaced, though, but you might be able to get a double-spaced with Seedlings books. They have pretty much any if, type of if book it's you can like, get. If it's with, like, made with, like, Braille sticky paper, which um, I know, and I, and I know because I, I've had Braille sticky paper, um, I can read it. Well, the book I have... Well, the book I have, you're talking about textures. It's like I have a bunch of like Curious George books, and they are the touch and feel kind <gasps> with like the different, like I have one with the zoo, and you can feel like the fur or like the coat of the oh, really cool. the cow and the um the smooth like the smooth paper for like crinkly paper for water and Ooh. stuff like that yeah that is cool yeah i'll have to mm-hmm. get some seedlings books um 
for that and to see if I can, like, you know, read to small humans if they come visit me. <laughs> Why I don't. You don't mean dwarfs or halflings. You mean... <laughs> Small humans, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's talking little about monsters. Little, yeah, little babies. Dungeons and Dragons characters, yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> but yes. Um, mm -hmm. Is there anything else that you want to add before we hop off here? Uh, Y'all have any other questions or anything? Um, Dice has check it out you guys that was really fun i loved being a part of the christmas episode last year and um oh, that's right the, you never got to play in the game that i ran jesse was yeah. no i that's jesse <laughs> i transcribed them but i've i'm kind of interested in doing that actually now that you mention it you know i'm kind of not kind of but totally a novice um, but I, I looked at the app, the, yeah. uh, what, what's the app called again with the, uh, D and D beyond. Um, yeah, I, I think that's it. And I kind of understand the concept of the dice rolls and how you have a certain amount of points and abilities and stuff. So I, I just really think that's really interesting and how blind people can play the with the app and on a smart device like how I did with the Christmas episode like there's so many adaptations you can do that people don't understand so if yeah. you are a Dungeons and Dragons fan check those episodes out and that's a way for you to learn how that is done and um it's really yeah. overwhelming when you first start, but once you've been doing it a while, it's because I gotten to where I could create a character in like less than 30 minutes. That's yeah, awesome. I like the character you created for me on that one. And then we were going to do an episode and I like the character you sent me with the episode that was going to air. And I, after researching that and looking at that, I, I understood a little more of how it works and the abilities and stuff. So yeah, like totally. I, I think it's really, it sounds like a lot of fun. It is and can be, um, but uh, y'all have anything else that you would like to ask the grand wizard of none? <laughs> um, so you mentioned unseeing critics. Um, yeah. I'd, for for our listeners, I know with your accent, it can be a little hard to uh, hard to notice that it's unseeing. So it's U N S E E I N G critics, and I really enjoy it with your I, I i've gotten a lot of book recommendations from that too when it was on the knights of braille and yeah. stuff 
So that was really, I really enjoyed doing that and listening to that in the, in the films that you talk about with that and stuff. So you've definitely got me interested in checking out the stuff that you talk about. And I like how you tell what platform the stuff is and how it's on Audible and how much it is in the credits and all that. Oh, I appreciate that. Um, Angie, I do have a question for you, though. Yes. Uh, so why is it that Kimberly thinks she can accent shame me? I mean, that, that hurts <laughs> my sensibilities. I mean, I know I can spell cat with a K. Can. Yes, you can. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe because she just was transcribing. I've shame, too. Yeah, she no. was transcribing things with, like, for T and Cleves and you and uh, all your guys' <laughs> accents just together and just, I don't know. Like, I, he's just, he, he's just giving me. No, I know, yeah, I know, I know, he's giving time. you a hard time, I know, I know, but at yes. First, she, she, well, at first, well, at first I thought it was unseen critics, and then when you sent me the link, I was like, oh, it's unseen critics, Okay. Dang, there so. she goes a second time accent shaming me. Twice on one episode. <laughs> I get this abuse from Jesse. Well, if it makes you feel this. better, I'm sure T and Cleves can pull off a southern accent just fine. Yeah, they can do southern England. You know, that's a Unforgotten Cousins. Yes. But, yeah, I, I, I do want to say I really enjoyed being on here and appreciate the invite. Um and, uh, you know, it means a lot to me to get the word out there and to be on a podcast that probably gets a whole lot more views than what ours does. So, Well, well we're hopefully trying. And hopefully <laughs> yeah, you'll get try. more. So do you want to tell, tell um, everybody where to find you? Yeah, um, you can find the unseeing, <laughs> you know, unseeing critics. Um <laughs> On our website, www.theunseeingcritics.com. <laughs> uh, we're on, I think, all podcast platforms. Um, you know, and then I have the uh, Knights of the Braille, which I think is on all podcast platforms as well. Um, that usually comes out like every two weeks or so if I can get the guys to record, which is not always a guarantee. And um, the 620 Live podcast, uh, Kimberly, did I say that right? I mean, did, did you understand Yes, that? <laughs> you said it right. <laughs> um, you can find that at 620lifepodcast.com. And I know it's on three platforms. I know it's on Apple and Spotify. Uh, but I had a little trouble trying to get it on the other ones. But I think it's on Audible and Amazon as well. I'll check it's that one, out. It's one nice. of those little areas that's... Jaws knows something's there, but it's not reading what's there. Okay. That's but, awesome. Um, yeah, and again, that's unseeing, I-N-G, you know, just to <laughs> okay. make everything happy. <laughs> but um, I'll, I'll leave y'all with this, uh, to everybody listening and to these two lovely ladies here. Well, yeah, even Kimberly. Um, happy Ortober. That's O R. K T O B E R. That's what I us, love. Uh, that October. Yes. Nice. Yes. Yes. Happy spooky season. I hope that you guys are doing all things spooky. 
I know I recently went to a pumpkin patch with Draco here, Monsieur, who's laying at my feet. We, uh, oh, I love that a, name. Yes, we went to a pumpkin patch, and he absolutely loved it. He was in his elements. There's pictures of him, and he's very, very <laughs> happy to be there. And he guided me through a corn maze. It was much fun. But yes, I hope oh, that you guys oh. are are uh, enjoying all things spooky, baking anything spooky, like cookies or whatever. Um, mm. Reese Cup pumpkins. Yep, indulging in candy. All oh, those are good. But yes, you guys know where to find us. We are anywhere that you listen to podcasts. And, Kimberly, you want to throw them that email? This is what blind looks like pod at gmail.com. Email us questions, anything like that, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Yes, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, and you can find me on TikTok if you want to see any Draco content. But anyway, we're going to leave you all for now, and join us for next time, and we hope that this season is spooktacular.